What's good? It's your boy DJ Avo. We the bros. Dynasty bros, that is. And we back, bitch. And we all got that championship. We all got the ship. I don't know about y'all. But we all got one of these. Hope you guys you want. Yeah. Let go. I'm Avo. Hey, yo, Doc. What's good? Who won't smoke with us? I'm trying to. A nigga league up. <laughs> hey, what's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fancy Football Podcast, episode 115. This is where you come for your fancy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, aka Chief Sosa FF, here with my fire ass DJ. Come on, man. It's your boy DJ Avo. We in here. Let's go. AKA, we get them dubs. AKA, we get them dubs. All right, man. Hey, I'm feeling good, man. Top of the year to everybody. Uh, Hope y'all got y'all championships, man. It's been a rough year. So um, to be able to even make it through the season, man, you got to pat yourself on the back because it was a long one. And me and Vic love fantasy, but we done had a couple weeks where he's like, bro, I can't wait till the season's over. So we just reset, do it again, and hopefully it's less complicated next year. So, um, I'm excited, man. We get to talk this victory lap, basically. Talk about these championships, these dubs we may or may not got. We'll see. Find out a little bit later. I'm just excited to be back with my brothers, man. It's been a minute, man. First of all, how y'all doing, Vic? You doing good, bro? Good, bro. Hey, it's a new year, man. You know, it's one of my favorite episodes. It's the victory lap. It's where we get to flex a little bit, man. You know, talk about, you know, if you brought in some championships and where you came up short and where you just completely got wiped out. So, looking forward to hearing how y'all did. Same. Avo, you good? Man, I'm good, man. Back in high spirits. Happy to be back with the bros, man. Happy to be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, new sound, new vision, new everything going forward. Woo-hoo. 2022. Let's go. Uh, and, and new angles. And new, new angles. angles. Ooh. I, I wasn't used to being this close up, man. I wasn't ready. But I'm, I'm adjusting, bro. I'm it's adjusting. It's kind of like our old look, though. It is, but that, that vintage look. Just everything is is fit better though. Uh, everything you know, fit better. It's pop a little different. Yeah, let's get to it, baby. Um, so look, we gonna talk these dubs we got. Um, go through, discuss our set it and forget it some too. Uh, talk about the guys that hurt us, helped us a little bit, and ain't nothing changed. We still got to say some good to the people. We got the uh the hood TMZ. The what's the word? Dynasty Pro Vic. He coming here with the fire news still. You know, I'm ready for all of that, man. Hey, before we get into anything, I need Dicey Bro Vic to show this. You don't got to show the name because I ain't a sponsor, but show this bag of gummies you got, bro. Show you know the back I mean? of it. You know I mean? Life-size bag of gummies, big bro. Big boy, big Yeah, bag. enough to feed a yeah. village. <laughs> that guy's going to yeah. get on the front. Yeah. Hey. Y'all, y'all thought y'all was going to get some promo. <laughs> ha! Ha! He got the whole studio smelling like cherry, watermelon, orange, strawberry, strawberry green apple, apple bro. <laughs> and then also artificially flavored. That's what it smells like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to it, man. I'm excited to see what Vic done pulled up to his what's the word. Go ahead and take over, brother. Man, let's get into it, man. Hey, first off, man, last week, last Monday, we had a national championship game go down between the SEC. So Alabama, Crimson Tide took on the Georgia Bulldogs. And Georgia Bulldogs, man, they came in and whooped ass, bro. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that, man? Man, I don't ever want to blame nothing on injury because Georgia went out there. They played good ball. They scored and played defense when they needed to. It was unfortunate, though, that uh, Jamison and Mechie basically wasn't there to help the comeback. Uh, while Alabama was in need of score. So it's unfortunate, man, but, you know, usually Alabama has next up guys already ready anyway, so you can't blame injury. Just unfortunate that I don't think we got to see the epic ending that it should have been, you know, maybe if there was that full health on offense. But 
The game was good, though, bro. Georgia did their thing. It was a great game. I know going in, I had Bama all playoffs. So shout out to Georgia. I mean, they were a dominant team. Um, we got to see Dalvin Cook's little brother, you know, get some work in and have some big plays. And shout out to Stetson, man. I mean, he started off slow, but then it yeah. all came together. I will say this, man. It looked like Nick Saban just had one too many skilled players, like, as far as, like, coming up short. You know what I mean? So I definitely see him building out that depth, um, you know, at least just going forward, man. So, of course, they lost Mechie. But once you lose Jameson um, as well, like, that's kind of hard to overcome. So shout out to Georgia. I do want to also shout out Nick Saban. Uh, he did his press conference, and he actually highlighted, um, man, I'm spacing on the QB and the uh, linebacker. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Young. And um, oh, is it Will man. Hill? Is that his name? Anderson. Anderson. Will Anderson. Will, Will Anderson. Okay. I think they'll both be back yeah. next year, though. That's what's well, crazy. Yeah, but he, he basically just shouted them out, man. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Coach Saban basically just, you know, not letting his guys just kind of – Exit on that post-game conference, you know, on that low moment as far as not winning the championship. But he just wanted to highlight them, let them know, hey, you guys are leaders, and we wouldn't be here without y'all. So, speaks volume, man. So, shout out to Nick. Facts. Big facts. All right, man. Let's keep it pushing, man. Uh, the next thing I want to get into, look, AB, man. Let's just, let's just talk oh, about it. Oh, man. We went from two years ago saying we never going to have to talk about AB again. And for the next two years, we still been talking about AB. It's crazy how relevant he manages to keep himself. Yeah, so I'm sure you guys saw a couple weeks ago he basically walked off the field at MetLife Stadium, man, against the Jets. Um, I know there were some incentives on the line, and also there were some injuries he was coming back from. Slowly throughout the week, you basically just saw all sides give their stories and their angles. I walk away being entertained, man. That's kind of my takeaway. Um, look, what are your thoughts on AB, man? Does he play another snap in the league? What are your thoughts? Um... When when it happened, even throughout everybody's sides of the story, I kept on saying AB's not gonna play again. But the NFL is such a businessman, and people just do whatever it takes to win. Sometimes that's how he even stayed in the league. Now, um, I'm gonna say about 80% of me says he doesn't play anymore, but 20% of me knowing that some's a business, somebody gonna do whatever they need to. Somebody might bring him in. He might still look good, quick on his feet. And that 20% says that he still might potentially play again. But 80% says, nah, he's done. Mm. What about y'all? I'm going to say 99.9% .9 chance he's done. Only because, bro, it took the best quarterback in the league to get you back into the league. The GOAT. GOATiana. Like, you're, so what, we're expecting Aaron Rodgers to do that? We're expecting Dak to do that? We're expecting Russell to do that? I doubt it. I feel like Brady was the only one that was willing to, and you blew that opportunity. Nah. What about what about <laughs> Big Ben trying to get him back? Big, Big Ben, I just saw him throw a pass short yesterday by about five yards. He needs <laughs> to be on his way out the league, too. It probably <laughs> is, man. Shout out to him even making the playoffs, though. He hey, was out there fighting. I actually side with Avo, man. Like, think about the politics that come with that. Talking about a Tom Brady. He brought you into New England, brought you in on the Tampa Bay, so, if if you shit it on him, yeah. Too. So if you're gonna shit on the Tom Brady, I don't see how you overcome that. And then also, man, we already know these owners—they're more than capable of blackballing a player from the league. So if these owners get together and say, "Hey, we don't want this guy in the league," I mean, just that's just a whole nother level of politics right there. So I personally don't see AB coming back. I know he's capable of still playing, but how do you overcome, basically? trying to jeopardize Tom Brady's legacy. That's what it comes down to. 
because he's in Tampa Bay. That's a whole whole other legacy. So they got the title last year, but I'm not liking the Bucks right now as they go forward. And I know they just beat up on the Eagles, but they're kind of banged up on offense, man. So I still trust anything led by Bruce Arians' offense. They got Tom Brady on it, cause. I mean, I know it was the Eagles, like you said, but they made that shit look easy, bro. Super easy. Um, all right. Well, y'all at 99%. I'm at 80%. i am just, you know, a guy. I can't I can't trust them sometimes. So that's the only reason why I'm at 80 I wouldn't be shocked, though. That that 0.1% is a big yeah. 0.1%. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they was like, you know what? We think we're a wide receiver away. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at with it. And he's been doing interviews, making himself look boneheaded. Yeah, he look cool, but hey, I ain't gonna lie though. I told Vic, hey, there's a couple songs he put out that I like. Bro, you too? I ain't gonna lie. I listened to a couple tracks and I liked them. I'm not even being funny either. Bro, I was thinking about coming in here and grabbing them. I was like, I kind of like that first one I heard. I I gotta check it out, man. I gotta check them out. But AB said business still booming. Got the Fashion Nova deal. He's uh, hanging out with Ye. Pops called me. He was like, yeah, AB's hanging out with Ye. He That's goes by real. Ye now. <laughs> That's real. He was in the studio with Ye, Davies, a uh, few people, bro. Fabulous. I'm like, damn. I think he just dropped a song with somebody. He had a photo shoot, right? I think in Kanye's walk-in closet. I think Madonna yeah. was there. That shit crazy, bro. He lit right now. He big lit. Hey, man, take it where you got it. <laughs> All right, man, let's uh, transition. Other thing I got for What's the Word is only one African-American head coach in the NFL right now. So, of course, Miami Dolphins just fired... Brian Flores, he actually had a winning season, nine and eight. Uh, Did you guys see that coming? Do you think they should? Hell nah, bro. And you can't fire somebody that went on a streak like that at the end of the year. That means they finally found something that clicked. And I think it's going to be unfair. Whoever they bring in, they're going to bring in somebody to start that's going to live in some of that success if they have a real good year next year. And that's not fair, bro. To me, it just screams they're not on the same page with the QB direction. Um, so, of course, there were reports coming out that Flores wasn't really too high on Tua. Wanted to make the trade for Deshaun. But at the end of the day, if you got a franchise that drafted a QB, what was, what was Tua, top three pick, top five pick? Top five. He went five. Herbert went six. Yeah, top five pick. So, Miami, you know, at this point, they're they're obligated right now to the Tua situation. Uh, that way, they don't look like dickheads in front of their fan base, right? So, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys brought this up. I've been doing a lot of research on this situation. <laughs> for some reason, it, it bugged me because I know that they won like their like last nine games or whatever. So I'm like, dang, that came out on top. Like that's looking good. Like to me, that's good momentum going into the next season. Facts. So as I heard more people talking about it, talking about the power struggle between the the top, the GM and the head coach, and I'm just saying that as far as I, from what I learned, the GM been there for a while. There's been a lot of head coaches. This is their first winning season in a while, right? Like, yeah, I'm just bro. saying, maybe, maybe it's not the coach. Yeah. I'm just throwing that you, out you there. Look maybe the it ain't the coach. You got to look up top, a little, you know, more up top. So, but I'm sure, you know, Flores get another job. Hell yeah, so. bro. And if he don't, they goofy. The NFL teams are goofy, bro. If not, one of these HBCUs pick that man up. Man, that's, <laughs> not, that's not fair, bro. I get it. That's not fair, though, to go from successful seasons to HBCU head coach. He deserves to be a head coach in the NFL, for real. All right. Um, So, of course, I do want to shout out Mike Tomlin. You know, he's he's always had a winning season. He's never had a losing season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, shout out to him. I know they just took an exit last night to the Chiefs. As expected, though. Yeah, yeah. 
when you you know when you running behind Big Ben at this point, this late in his career. Did Big Ben really say that comment? Which comment? I heard him say something like, "Hey man, we're not going to win, so let's just go out there." I mean, he's. I didn't know if that was his real, real line. Was we're looked at like we're not. We're expected to not win. Not he said it. He said ah, from okay. the outside in, we're not expected to win. Okay. We're not expected to do good. So let's just go out there and play hard and gotcha. see what happens. Have fun. So. Respect that. All right, bros. Look, we hearing that, bro. We got to talk about these coats, man. Oh, man. We didn't get in the playoffs. We, I mean, no. we would be doing a disservice. We didn't highlight the Colts. We went down to Jacksonville and stunken up. It kind of reminded me of week one last year when we just thought, you know, new season and Come got our ass whooped in Jacksonville last year at the start. On, and we man. got our ass whooped again this year in Jacksonville. So how do you guys feel, man? Like, is this a Carson Wentz thing? Is this a coaching thing? Is it a all-around thing? What are your thoughts? I don't even know. Um, it's, it's an all-around thing. It's a Carson Wentz thing. Um, with that good old line, you need to learn how to get rid of the ball. Rather, that means you throw it out of bounds. You need to quit trying to make plays on your feet. That's how you always stay hurt when you was in Philadelphia. Uh, we don't need you to risk anything throwing interceptions because all we do is play steady defense and run the ball hard. So if you're not going to give us the chance to keep on doing those things, that's an issue with you. Um, Coaching-wise, dude, I don't care if you down by 20 against Jacksonville. You keep running the ball because JT slows the game down a little bit, and he's always waiting. He's like one big play away, but if you're not giving him the ball consistent enough to, to break the defense down and to get into a rhythm, you fucking up having arguably one of the best running backs, probably the best running back going forward at his age, and you feel me, skill-wise in the NFL. Just a whole lot, man. I feel like they just went out there and dropped the ball all together. Yeah, they were overlooking the Jags and looking forward to the playoffs. And that's the thing about football, any given Sunday. So, of course, Jags nice. are going to come in motivated. They got nothing to lose. They got a chance to fuck up your season. And that's what they did. Um, so, for me, you got to get JT going early and often. I mean, even look back to the Tampa Bay game. Once you started running the second half, the game was close. It's like, yeah, just, just stick to our identity. It just sucks, man, having the NFL playoffs going on right now and not seeing Jonathan Taylor out there. It also sucks not seeing the Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Like, these are guys that, that we want to see. Yeah. You know, these up-and-coming stars. So. Facts. Yeah. Facts. But uh, just, just want to – go ahead. Go ahead, Abo. It also sucks when customers – I be I was I was fixing the TV during the game, <laughs> and he, he was missing the game. As soon as I get that thing working, he's like, oh, man, cut that shit off. It's your fault. It's your fault. You bad luck. So just know, just know it affects everybody when y'all play bad, man. Just know that. I, that's childish and selfish of me. But I'm just saying. Just Come saying, on, man. Dog. Come on, man. Y'all got to play better. Come on, play man. better. Get blown out. All right. Anything else y'all want to hit on for what's the word before we get into these flags? I got a couple flags. You got a couple? I got a couple, man. It's been a while. Ooh. <laughs> Show me them, bro. Let me know what you got. All right, man. My first flag, man. Since we talked about number of black head coaches there are in the league, I want to flag the Houston Texans, man. Okay, oh that's foul, bro. I want to flag them only because, actually, I don't even know the identity of their uh, coach. The one that keep he, talking, I'll let you know. Okay, because <laughs> I don't want to be you know incorrect, but it wasn't even about like who they just fired as their current coach. It's more so about who they're interviewing. The Houston Texans are interviewing Heinz Ward. I believe he's a wide receiver, persistent coach at Florida Atlantic. David Cutley. Okay. But basically, um, it's almost like it's almost like they're trying to go through the motion in terms of like, oh yeah, we're looking at black candidates, but like, 
Heinz Ward? Is he someone that comes to mind? I, I've never seen him coach coach. I mean, he's a he's a name from back yeah. in the day. It kind of makes sense if it's maybe talking about Pittsburgh. It just seems like they're going through the motion, man, with, oh, we're, we're interviewing Heinz Ward. So I know they got this Rooney rule and all this other stuff, but clearly that Rooney rule is not working. And why do you even have to have a rule in general? I mean, that just speaks volume. So that's just, I mean, you kind of see it now, especially in the corporate space, a lot of this diversity, inclusion stuff going on. Yeah. You could tell the company that's just going through the motion just because that's the wave to ride right now. You know what I'm saying? So to me, Houston Texans just kind of look like they just going through the motion. That's from that foul. standpoint, so and my flag go to the Texans. And it's foul. You gave that man one year. He came in thinking he had Deshaun Watson and basically him and his people drafted. And I've been talking to you about this all year. Davis Mills doesn't look horrible. Yeah. He wasn't ready to be a starter, but he ended up going out there with a team that's not ready on defense and a team that's not ready on offense. And still, well, he gave him three, three wins, didn't he? I think they still had three or four wins with Davis Mills. And no receivers. Well, I'll take that back. Put the respect on Brandon Cook's name. He's that guy. But, yeah, man, they set him up for failure and then got rid of him, which is fucking wild. Maybe they thought that hiring a black man would make Deshaun Watson want to stay or make it happen. And once it didn't work, it was like, well, we didn't really want him anyway. So that's kind of foul. Yeah. So my flag go to them. I do got another flag. What's that, bro? All right, man. You guys saw at least the playoff game with the Raiders and the Bengals was a fire game, by the way. There was an erroneous whistleblown. Ah, I don't know what erroneous mean, but... I don't know, but I heard it. Here's the thing. My flag actually go to the to that... Not the crew, but the person that blew the whistle. We don't know who it is, though. We don't know who it is. So by default, you got to give it to the crew. But it makes the crew look bad. But here's the thing. Joe Burrow scrambling towards the sideline. He looks like he's going to step out or even throw the ball away. But he throws the ball, keeps it in play without stepping out. To me, you don't blow the whistle. Like, you let them... Let that play finish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If, if that whistle didn't happen, we would have been reviewing that play regardless because it would have got challenged. Bengals would have challenged, challenged, challenged that play anyways. Facts. You know what I mean? So to me, I think I need a better rundown of what happened. Now I realize I saw what happened, but I think I had the TV on mute. I didn't fully understand what was happening. So you're talking about the play where he ran out of bounds and he threw the touchdown? Well, he, yeah. he ran towards out of bounds. He didn't step out. It looked close, but it it looked like first you thought he was gonna throw the ball away. Yeah, that's right. what I was thinking. That's the first thing. And then you're looking like, oh well, did he step out? Then you gotta look at, oh, he kept the ball in play. So to me, you gotta just let that play finish. Like just let it play out. But, so somebody blew the whistle like he yeah. was down. That's why the defense pulled up like they did. Yeah. Or that's the idea the, behind the, it. The argument is defense stopped playing, but from my angle, I looked like they were still playing. I don't know, man. I felt it's, like like the Certain players I felt like pulled up. That was from watching it on mute. But I figured he stepped out. That's literally what I thought. That's wild. Hell of a play, hell of a throw. I I still feel like that play would have been made whistle, no whistle. That play was there, at least to Tyler Boyd. So you're telling me they pulled it back? No, they ended up giving him the touchdown. They gave him the touchdown. Okay, okay. As they should, though. He deserved it. Yeah, and Cincinnati would have challenged that anyways. They haven't been in the playoffs in years. There's no way they don't challenge that play. So without even without the whistle, they would have challenged it. They would have shown Burrow didn't step out. Touchdown's good. And don't Word. let it come down to one play. Never. Facts. Never. Facts. Right. Do better. But and and don't throw an interception at the end of the game. Yeah. Like you know they had they had a chance to execute tied up at the end of the game and they didn't. 
So that play shouldn't have decided anything. Y'all actually had a chance to execute a tie. But if you guys don't know that whole crew, so Jerome Boger, he was the uh, head official. Him and his crew won't be working the rest of the playoffs. So that announcement came out from the NFL. But come on now, dog. Man, I don't know how I feel about come that, but on, I get it. Man. I kind of get it. Yeah. But really comes down to the person that blew the whistle. But I don't see them, you know, they're a crew. I'm sure, you know, that's your squad. That's your, your boys and, and your, your girls. Um, so just given that, you're not going to point a finger like, oh, he blew the whistle or, oh, she blew the whistle. So Was the initial report that it came from a fan? I didn't hear about that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. The, I think that was the first thing I saw about it, was they thought a fan had blew a whistle, and then they realized it was actually down on the field. Okay. And I thought that that was weird by itself. I was like, man, fans really out here trying to get themselves to the playoffs. I see y'all. <laughs> what's, funny <laughs> is, what's funny is I wouldn't even fucking doubt it. That would be fucking funny. Yeah. Not really funny. It's the playoffs, so I guess it wouldn't be funny, but that would be very interesting. Is that a better word? It, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Y'all got any flags before we get into this uh, checking on our setting and forget it? And DFS before we get into the main. Nah, man. I just, I really, I would have just echoed off your your coaching stuff, talking about that. Just seeing some of the guys that these teams plan on interviewing is like, really? You going you going back to that to that cup of water? Like they didn't work back then, or like I don't know, man. It's it's just surprising seeing some of the names, and I'm like, okay. But it is what it is. This is my song, too. You switch like an super gremlin, you know what I'm saying? That Kodak. Shout out to Kodak, you know, young legend, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I barely like any of his music, but this song is tight. <laughs> hey, but yeah, man, just, we just got to do right by, by you know, these black men that put themselves in positions to be offered these other positions, these these upgrades. And um, it sucks when we don't get them, so... That's my flag on the fly. I would just echo that same thing. Yep, I want to echo right with it. So I did some math right before we started it. Um, so I, th I had thought in my head originally, like, oh, man, we're 13%-ish of the population. We should be 13%-ish of the coaching. And then I realized that don't even add up because we're actually, like, the majority of the league. Yeah. So we should probably have a lot more than th four or five coaches. It should probably be... A lot more, just saying, especially with all the former players that have came through, just throwing that out there. So I'm going to just echo the same thing. Like, even the four or five that maybe we're owed because of the percentage we are of the nation, doesn't the math ain't mathing. That's a good base. Just letting you know the math ain't mathing. And you know what's crazy? Like, and it's not even just I want to see black men, just all black men get the opportunity. Because I just, man, did you see somebody about the they interviewing Jim Caldwell, which he's a black man. 67 years old. Why can't we get one of these young, fascinating, creative-minded black coaches Position a shot? Coaches. Position, yeah, a a shot. Position coaches. Yeah, a shot. Because that's yeah. how you end up with the, the Sean McVeighs and the, the Kyle Shanahan's. They they gave these young, brilliant minds a chance, and they're creative, and they work, and they're exciting, and people want to play with them. Like, yep. everybody doesn't want to sign up and go play with Jim Cowell at 67 years old. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with it, but it's like, dude, it's – it's a new day and age. Yep. Look at these exciting-ass offenses. Dude, I would love to be – if I was a running back, I would love to play in San Francisco. Bro. Everybody wants to go to the Rams if you're a receiver and you that kind of option. Just a young coach that's going to be able to relate with you and try to understand your culture. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. That is that is exciting to play for. You'll probably attract so many different free agents even just off of that. Even if it's not an exciting destination, it's about the people that are there in position. <laughs> So we seen that play out. Look at what Dion's doing at 
at a HBCU. Uh, Dion loading up right now. Facts. Like it just goes show you right there. And then also, like everybody loves the Rams running game to have a black positional head coach. Like working with, you know, Sean McVay. So it's a lot of talent around the league. So Amen. hopefully we start to see these numbers increase. Um, I know these last set of coaches that were at least fired. Um, you know, going back to Lovey Smith and Caldwell, they actually had uh, winning seasons. Shit crazy, bro. Give him a shot. Come on, man. All right, man. Before we get to the main topics, DJ Avo, where can the people follow you at? Come on, man. You can follow me on Instagram at Avo Love. Just check that out. We, I got some new shit coming here in a few months. I ain't going to tell you about it yet, but trust me, it's going to be coming. It's going to be dope. So we still going to be turning up on Tuesdays. It just might be a little bit different. And it might not be Tuesdays every time, but don't worry. We got that shit coming. But don't worry, because we, like I said, we popping. Uh, we the bros, Dynasty Bros. Hey, yo, Dot, where can we follow you at, bro? Hey, follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter and follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. Hey, Vic, where can we follow you at, my G? Follow me at Chief Sosa FF, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you listen, Dynasty Bros FF. I'm look, I'm excited for the offseason, getting to these uh, rookie prospects and ready for these rookie drafts, man. Um, so that's that. All right, look, before we get into the set and forget this, man, me and my guy, Dot, we've been going at it with this DFS. So I know we've been off a couple weeks, but I had to update the tallies. You see you see the number on there, Avo. Look at, look at, look at it. My guy done caught Ooh, up. Okay, okay. Get the dubs, baby. Get yeah. the dubs. He, he done, you know, he won the past two weeks, man. So I'm 0-2. We got a tight matchup tonight. I need Cooper Cup to be held I in check. I need Cooper Cup to score 30 and Ertz to put up nothing and the Rams to blow up. But you already gonna get like ten points just off a of defense showing up. So, what defense you running by the way, man? The Rams, bro. I'm running the Rams defense, bro. Kyler gonna throw a couple picks. He, he, I already feel it. I need Kyler to go off, but I need them to lose because me and Snell just, yeah, I ain't gonna put that out there. <laughs> we get, we get money. We get into it. <laughs> we get money. Get into it. All right, man. So yeah, man. But uh, I'm excited, man. I've been having fun with this uh, DFS shit. So we getting money. All right, bro, let's check in on our uh, set it and forget it, man, before we talk about this victory lap. All right, set it and forget it, man. Um, man, I got to go look mine up, bro. I ain't I, already, lie. Yeah, I already got mine. A shout out to Avo playing that nip, RIP nip, man. So this is the victory lap episode. Got to honor nip, man. I know. Go ahead, go ahead and tell me yours. I'm looking mine up. All right, so my QB was Taysom Hill. Slow start, week one. Put up nine points against Tampa Bay. That was a tough defense, but I just like the rushing upside, so... Look, still had 12 carries. We'll take that. I actually threw the ball. I'm looking at the wrong game. He had 11 carries, excuse me, but he actually threw the ball 27 times, but couldn't really get the passing game going. But you always ride out with a Taysom Hill upside, just giving the balls in his hands. and Yeah, bro. Basically, an RB that can make a pass, complete a pass. But I'll take that. And then he actually ended up missing round two of the playoffs with COVID. So that's an L. And then if you made it to the championship week, if you had some dilemmas, he was a solid play, bro, against Carolina, especially playing at home. So he bounced back with 19 points. So all in all, man, not a bad play. And I only say that because actually round one of the playoffs, I feel like everybody had low scoring, like, production. No, Nobody really took off. You know what I mean? Like your studs put up like seven points. So you'll take nine in that first week, even though it hurts. But, again, championship week, hopefully uh, he bailed you out if you stuck with it. Big facts, big facts. Uh... All right, I'm looking up 2021. My quarterback was, man. Yeah, it was Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. 
What am I? That was my quarterback, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Jimmy G. All right, so uh, the fantasy weeks are, what are the weeks? It was 14 through 16? Uh, 15 through 17. 15 through 17. Oh, man, he had uh, he had 23 first week. Second week, he only had 15. Third week, he only had 15. But that's because he played against some teams that were allowing him to run. They went to one of those running games. Debo took off against Atlanta. And then when they played Tennessee, I think um, he ended up having two interceptions, which he was closer to the 20-point mark. But Tennessee's defense was clamping up at the end of the year. But uh, you're not going to be mad at 23-15-15. I wouldn't be mad. It's, he didn't kill you. He didn't blow up, though. But that was my nice setter. Forget it. I knew he had some nice matchups. I, I really was enjoying the Atlanta game, but uh, it didn't turn up like I wanted to all the way. But Jimmy was still a, a solid play, though. Shout out to Jimmy getting the playoff win, too, on yeah. the road against the Cowboys. So Jimmy doing his thing, Yeah, bro. bro. Hey, he's basically just saying, hey, look. I can oh. still start in this league, so yeah. even if it ain't for the Niners. Putting in an audition right now. Hell, I, I'll take him here in Indy. I, I really would. He don't. He 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 actually managed the game way better than Carson would. Yeah. So, all right, bro. Um, and we got to bring in some competition, so. Facts. Why not? All right. Uh, my running back was Josh Jacobs, so week 15 against Cleveland. He only put up 12 points, but I will say this. I was following the volume there. I mean, Josh Jacobs is a guy that's going to flirt with 20 touches a game. Most, usually most of that comes with carries. They throw him passes here and there, but at least for that game, that week he did have 15 carries. Only had, only had 52 yards on the ground. That was a tough defense to go up against. He also caught three passes, but the targets were there with four, so he flirted with 19, 20 touches there. Let's fast forward to round two of the playoffs, 10 points against the Denver Broncos. This thing about Josh Jacobs, man, 27 carries. He had a 100-yard game, but didn't hit the end zone. So he only gave you 10 points. But, again, the volume and opportunity was there. So we'll take that. And then fast forward to championship week against my Colts. Hey, put up 18 fantasy points. Ball. 16 carries on the ground, 60 yards, and a touchdown, and caught four passes. So we'll take that. I do feel like Josh Jacobs was a solid play. All year, too. Yeah. And even if you watched him uh, against the Bengals in the playoff game, as the game got later and later, Josh Jacobs got stronger and stronger throughout the game. So, actually, man, I like Josh Jacobs, bro. And I know it's not sexy from a production standpoint on the it's points. consistent, though. But the volume's there, man. They mm -hmm. want to run that ball. All right. And let's go to a guy. I think that's uh, a young up-and-coming running back still, too, in my eyes. Uh, Antonio Gibson, man. He was my setter to forget it. All right. So I'll just say it up front. He missed week 17. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it COVID or was it his ankle issue? It might have been Ooh. both. Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think he had a bum ankle, I thought. Yeah, ankle. And dealing with toe, right? A toe thing? Yeah, toe and ankle. So he did miss week 17, which is the championship, which sucked. But leading into the championship, week 15 against Philly, he had 19 points, heavily involved. You know, they he ended up having like seven targets, six receptions. And then uh, week 16 against Dallas, he had 14 points, um, four targets, three receptions. Still heavy in the run game, ended up getting a touchdown. So, yeah, man, just I like his – gameplay because they involve him in the pass catching game um and they let him run the ball and as soon as they get in the goal line we just know it's his for the most part so antonio gibson man 19 14 those are pretty solid games man so set it or forget it i would have loved him to be my solid rb2 bro all right i took an l with my wide receiver van jefferson wide receiver for the rams he basically went out there and stunk it up for the fantasy playoffs man 
So round one, five points against the Seahawks. But he was out there on the field, so he played 92% of the snaps. Only saw two targets, but he did get two catches. Round two against Minnesota, again, 96% of the snaps. Six targets, only can bring in one pass. That's only one point. So, of course, you're not going to trust him for the championship week, but he did give you 10 points against Baltimore. That was actually a pretty good game. Um, the Rams at Baltimore. But at that point, how can you trust Van Jefferson, man? You know, if he already snuck it up for you in the first two rounds. So, that is a miss by me. I will own that, man. So, that's a miss on Van Jefferson. And my receiver did decent, man. And he got better as the playoffs went on. So, if you still made it through after his week 15 against Cleveland, he put up five points. Man, I think the Raiders had a bad week in general that week. They tried to involve the rushing game a lot. Derek Carr wasn't heavily involved, and they was getting smacked, I'm pretty sure. But uh, week 16, he went out there and put up 13 points, you know, uh, three receptions, uh, three receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown. You'll take that going into week two. But championship week against these damn Colts, he had nine targets, seven receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. 21 points, bro, in championship week. So, shout out to him, man. He went out there and progressively got better. And if you made it to your ship, I'm pretty sure he was helping you there. All right, my tight end was Dawson Knox, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Decent performance, man. So, week or at least round one against Carolina, seven points. I'm not solid. You'll take seven points from a tight end. Um, so, he had four catches on five targets. And then round two against New England. He did have a touchdown, so two catches on three targets, so you'll take nine points there. Get you an 0 for in the championship game, only had two targets. But look, at the end of the day, you're still going to start Dawson Knox, so I give myself a, a B-minus on that. Man, and I don't know how to feel about this Gronk play, man. That was my tight end because he basically gave you five points and then four points the first two weeks. Then he went out there and put up 19 points against the Jets. And... Uh, if you was able to tough it out, because I think a couple of those weeks were just stinker tight end weeks in general, man. Like, there was really no studs to be played out there. So, if you was able to make it through to your championship week, you went out there and put up 19 points for you. And that's that's a, that's a great game from a tight end right there. But, uh, you know, five points probably didn't kill you if you was playing next to a tight end that put up 10. You know, it didn't make that big of a difference. But Gronk, I don't know how I feel about that play. One out of three weeks isn't the best, but if you made it to that championship week, though, basically a 20-point performance is fire. Yeah, especially with all those weapons that we're missing. All right, man, hopefully uh, we helped you out with some of these guys and on the misses, hopefully we didn't hurt you too bad. Bro, let's go ahead and dive into it, man. Let's talk about, first let's talk about, if you remember, how many playoffs you were in. If you don't remember, all good. Just talk about how many titles you brought home. I ended up getting into nine playoffs. Nine playoffs. And I only brought out four well three three were money one i'm leaving because it's not a money league I, I just been in it and i don't know why i'm still in it i won two years in a row and it's starting to feel pointless now but so basically four and a half out of four out of nine is close enough to have you can get um two of them were on my own two i co-gm with a with a hell of a fancy football gm you know shout out to him for helping me win two of them but yeah one was a good money league one was free Another one was a good money league, our co-GM, and the other one was eh, on payout. But we'll take any kind of payout, baby, because it's all about going up. You feel me? So, yeah, bro, four championships, bro. That's fire, bro. Shout out to you. DJ Avo. What's good? How many playoffs? How many championships? Let us know how you did. One playoff, you know, the uh, 
the naturally most important playoff to me, the family playoff, you know, the family league. Uh, one championship. You know, your boy brought it home. You feel me? Good shit. All right, so me? here's very the thing. Excited, very happy. Here's the thing. Fan- fantasy football, like, analysts and players just, like, heavy. Uh-huh. They understand how hard it is to, to win a championship. So we get passes because, you know, you need a little luck. You need some strategy. Right. But in a home league. Home league, baby. You're the fantasy football guy. I am. So I how am. would you have been looked at? If you got your ass whooped by your family think, saying, yeah, I got a podcast, it's going to be my <laughs> business, it's going to make us money, how would they look at you if you didn't pull that dub I off, think, bro? I think they would have looked at me crazy unless I'd have had a whole bunch of injuries. But I told you at the beginning of the year, I'm riding with the Green Bay players. They're going to take me to a championship, and they did. And honestly, it was the guys y'all told me to pick up. I just want to let y'all know that is the best part, man. You got to figure out who to pick up in these redraft leagues. You got to be on that waiver wire, grab who you could grab, because that Jalen Waddle. Whew, everybody everybody I picked up was really the key factor. I had my guys, but it was everybody I picked up. Picking up James Conner when y'all said pick up James Conner. Listening to y'all is what brought me home the championship. So, you know, I dominated Dynasty Bro style. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, ho. <laughs> Good stuff, man. So, I started off in 10 playoffs. Woohoo! Fire. Made it to five championship games. Woohoo! All okay. right. I won three. I Big will say dubs. this. Hey, bro, I like that. Big dub. Two of them I do co-GM with, with Dot. So I know, you know, y'all hear us talk about Team Fire all the time. Team, Team Fire got it done. We did a trade. We probably didn't need to do the trade, oh, but it worked out. Man. We'll take it. We ended up paying for Kelsey. We had to do that, man. Just to- we just, but here's the thing. We only need to win two years in a row. Team is set up to win two years in a row. Long as Kelsey has a bounce. And it looked like Kansas City's finding groove. And if they run into next year with that groove. Kelsey should help us bring that second dub and bring in all the bread, bro. Yeah, man. And uh, shout out to us for even building that type of depth to where we could spin like that. So, to me, you know, if, if you build your team, you got some flexibility, why not go try to sew up the tight end spot, especially after we lost yeah. Waller, man. So, hey, well, it's been a minute. Did we tell you how we did that in the day nah. before the. All right. So, all week we kept picking up tight ends off the waiver wire, trying to decide on guys like Coke and Matt and Conklin. And I'm like, Foster yeah, Moreau. Foster Moreau. This is who we got because Waller was still hurt. Uh-huh. Vic, this is who we want. I said, bro, why don't we just make a trade? Wouldn't it be crazy if we can go get Kelsey or Kittle? This is the day of the games, bro. The morning. Oh, Me and Vic shit. are talking at like 7, 8 in the morning. I'm like, bro, I'm about to just go shoot some trades out. I sh- we send some trades out, and I text one of the coworkers, hey, this is what I'm doing. We want Kittle. I'm, we want Kelsey. He was like, bro, it's going to take, you know, a minute and the, what what our logic was we're going to overpay right now because right. it's a dynasty league but if kelsey gives us one hot year one tight end one year next year mm-hmm. the league is over anyway and all those pieces we just gave them don't matter ah I see. What and you're then saying. two do have more our teams were matched we had the better running backs our receivers are pretty even he had the better quarterbacks but he also had Andrews. Mark Andrews has been lighting it the fuck up week right. by week. Right. And the only thing that made sense was trying to go get Kittle or Kelsey. And we pulled off a Travis Kelsey trade the day of the fantasy championship game, I would game, be bro. so mad at y'all. Got I would have tried, tried to block it and everything. Nah, you can't block it because <laughs> we overpaid. So it wasn't one of those things where it's like, man, y'all cheated because we gave we leveraged a lot. We gave up J.K. Dobbins, who was a superstar running back before he went down. Gave up Waller. We gave up Darren Waller which is top four or five tight ends still to this day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, we've seen his involvement these past couple games since he came back healthy. We gave up Elijah Moore, which he looked good in that Jets offense. We don't really know if they're going to add anybody in or anything, but as of right now, he looks the best in the, out of that receiving core when he's right. healthy. And we gave a future first. Yeah, we gave him a first. So we paid. We paid. Funny. We gave up a lot, a hell of a lot, too much, to be honest. We, we a, did. A first-round pick in two years. Next year, actually this year. Yeah, it was this, this year. It was already this year pick. Because it'd be funny if it was a two year and then y'all win next year and you never have to. I, I, that's what. That's what. That's what we should have did. But it's one of those things. Like some some people don't. Here's the thing, and you got to leave yourself some leverage. So we already gonna have the late first, and if something shake where we don't win again, which I think we are, at least we still got that twenty three pick in a deeper draft. Ah, right, right, right. But uh, nah, bro, we we plan on going back to back in this league and all the money. Hey, I yeah. like that. I like that out Day of the games, bro. So Got two, Kelsey. Of, two of my co-gen with Dot, another league. Bro, I had Chase and St. Brown, so those were, those were some league winners. So off top, man, like, of course everybody's always on edge watching these 1 o'clock games, but Chase just went off. Like, like first quarter, like first quarter already has like 50 yards and a touchdown. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be one of them days for Chase. And then 4 o'clock game, I'm on Ross St. Brown. So I literally had like 80 points between just both those guys. So that was solid. I will wow. say this. I did lose a big money league. That one hurt. But it's all good. And I lost another league by three points. Ooh. Now, mind you, I was already down going in by like 33 points. Remember that big run Najee had, like that last run on that Monday night game? Yeah. Basically gave me 29 points. I, I go to my roster. I'm like, man, I might have just pulled it off. Looked it up. Still lost by three. Here's why I lost. That was a roster where I had Waller. So, of course, I couldn't play him. I had Jonu, who wasn't doing nothing all year. I'm like, man, let me just go stream Jimmy Graham. I just felt like Nick Foles playing. Let me Maybe Jimmy will hit the end zone on a humbug. Jimmy gave me zero. If I, if I would have played that Jonu Smith, who did catch one pass and had one carry, he had three and a half points, I would have won that matchup. So, I chased points. Literally... Lost myself a fourth title. And we talk about not chasing points, my chief. Yeah, but, man, I just couldn't. We haven't trusted Janu all year. Come on, and you still couldn't trust him, but those three points would help me out. On, we, we haven't trusted Jimmy all year either, bro. So you went and chased another guy we can't trust. We learning, bro. We, yeah, ain't, we ain't perfect yet. It was either between that or I played Brevin Jordan, but either way, I should have just stuck with the Janu. All three of them choices suck in championship week. <laughs> yeah. That's what's shitty. All, you should have looked into trading. Uh, I think that was a league where they shut down the trades. <laughs> That's if you in a dynasty league that shut down your trading, shame on them anyway. But so. hey, I brought home three out of the five. I'll take it. So looking forward to the next season. I feel good, man. So I know we always try to say bring one home. Everybody brought one home and more. So that's what's up. Hopefully you brought some home too. I got one more thing I want to talk about. What's up? Me too. After you though. <laughs> I wonder if we talking about the same thing. So we went to the bar yesterday. Oh, and I busted I, I busted a trade off at the bar. We went to go just meet up, watch the games, trade off on belts and shit. So um, I pulled off a trade, man. I felt so uncomfortable at first because as much as, you know, I feel like Washington is screwing over Terry's upside right now. I still love his talent. And then Elijah Moore, Elijah Mitchell, you see what he can do in that offense. And he projects to be the number one guy. I know Debo still plays running back a lot there. So it's just. It's a lot in the mix, but it's still one of the best offenses in the league, and they run the ball, so you would love to have Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Draft Capital says that who knows if they're going to keep him there. But anyway, I traded Elijah Mitchell, and I traded Terry McLaurin. And Avo, you've seen it. You into that, though. Mm -hmm. I got Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, 
Kenneth Gainwell and his upside in a second round pick in this year's draft. I still like it. Um, we'll see. Mike Williams is a, a free agent this year. Hopefully, he goes somewhere can be a number one. That would be fire. Cooper Cup. You seen the year he put up, and even if I don't keep him on the team, his trade value has to be something so high. So. I'm thinking I'm smooth as hell because I made a trade at the damn bar with everybody. I leave and go to work. And then Zayden pull up. I ain't saying nobody real name on <laughs> on, uh, on here. And then I get this fucking trade completed message and I open it. It's like 47 <laughs> players and it's a three-way trade. I'm like, man, what the fuck did y'all pull off? Now, so look at this blockbuster. You want to just say some of the names in this blockbuster trade? All right, first, I was looking to trade with my guy, Travis, and then my, my bro-in-law pulled up, and... You said Travis' name on here, bro. No, that's cool. So many Travis. It's all good. But uh, my guy, Varric, pulled up. <laughs> it ain't that many Varricks, bro. But either way, he pulled up, and he's like, man, he wanted Chris McCaffrey from him. Varric's looking at my team, and he's like, well, I want Lamar. I was talking to Travis. He wanted either Trevor or Lamar for me, but since he knew Varric wanted Lamar, that was leverage to talk a three-team trade. This was my first three-team trade. It was pretty cool. Like Even after it went down, I still couldn't process it, but here's the thing. This is a team where literally the day before, I traded CeeDee Lamb and Michael Pittman for, I got Calvin Ridley, and I got Antonio Gibson. This is a team where I only had ETN, so I need running backs. I got like three first round picks, 101, 106, 109. I really like these receivers. Running backs are cool, but that Gibson play basically gave me leverage in my opinion to not have to box myself into taking an RB early. So fast forward, I do this trade. I basically gave up Lamar and Trevor, but I got Josh Allen back and Jimmy G. I got Waddle. St. Brown and a 23 first. Fire. I gave Vic up eight. I gave up basically Trevor, Lamar, E10, and a 23 second. A late second in the 14 team league. That shit don't even matter to a certain extent. So here's my thing. Give me Josh Allen over Lamar. Trevor's an upside play. I still like Trevor. Give me Josh Allen over Lamar and something. Like yeah. and something else you got. Yeah. But give me Waddle. I mean, I love the upside in St. Brown. People are like, oh, well, he did a lot of that without Swift and Hoggison. I mean, the volume was there earlier on, too, in the season with St. Brown. So he's going to be a, still have a role in the offense. So I still like St. Brown. But on my team, he's like the number three now. So I got Calvin, I got Waddle, and I got St. Brown. If you offer me Josh Allen in the 2023 first or uh, Trevor Lawrence and Lamar, I would have to sit, seriously think about that. But then you also got Waddle and St. Brown on top of that, and Jimmy, who's a free agent and could go anywhere. Or if you keep looking, he's he's winning himself a starting spot right now. That's what he's doing. Yeah, and look, I like Lamar, but I think we're starting to see teams really figure him out. So I do feel like Lamar's at his peak. And plus, you factor in the injuries, too. I just thought it was a good time for me to flip Lamar. Like I wasn't looking to flip Lamar, but why not? Um, just given we've seen how teams are playing him now. But of course, right. he'll get his weapons back, and hopefully he can stay healthy. But that's just a peak play for me. All right, my guy Travis got back in return. Christian McCaffrey, Mooney, Trevor Lawrence, ETN, a 23 second. This is the one that would have hurt my pockets. He gave up Godwin, Allen, St. Brown, Elijah Mitchell, a 23 first and a 23 third. That's a lot in my opinion. 
And then my brother. They double teamed up on Travis, Avo. That's what they but did. But here's bro. the thing. But Travis was the one that initiated all this. That's the issue. <laughs> he really wanted McCaffrey. And what's crazy, Avo. And he wanted uh, Lawrence. Everybody felt like he fucked up the trade against me, and he sent me that trade. So everybody was already like, damn, whoa. And then he went and did this. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't care about his team right now. <laughs> and Varick walked away with Godwin, Lamar, Elijah Mitchell, and a 23 third. I think that's fire. Hell yeah. And then afterwards, Travis was like, man, I was looking to restock. I'm like, man, you in rebuild now. <laughs> but it's all good, man. Hey, Like I said, I was on the sideline, man. I told that nigga it felt like I just took a college exam trying to break that trade down, bro. That shit real out here. But I was fired, bro. So now I got some rethinking to do, man. Like I said, I originally planned. You already know I was talking about it. Just planning to get receivers with those picks. Yeah. Now I do need a running back. Now I need a QB. I got the 113, which is basically the 201. 201. We'll see, man. Now I'm like, do I go get Brees at the one-on-one? Because now I need a running back. Or do I stick to my guns and get Traylon? I don't know. Come holler at me. I got running backs. We'll see. But I do think my team is starting to pivot towards, you know, competing sooner than later, given I was a little bit young. But that's fire. The thing I want to talk about before we get out of here is the uh, – I actually left a couple leagues, man. But I'm going to tell you tell why. Tell why. Tell why. I'm usually sticking with these leagues, but I, I was brought into a league. You was brought in with me. If the people who brought me in are no longer there and if somebody commissions the league, win a championship and leave, that league's already falling apart. So I left. So I'm not going to say what league, but yeah, man. Um, I do feel like there were people in that league that were literally building and busting trades. But it just sucks that we don't get to see that play out just because literally half the league left. So if half the league leaves, I'm not going to stay in a league where we're constantly putting in new people. So, again, people who brought me in left, commission leave after winning the title, I'm out. And I'm, I'm cool with that. So to me, that was a good time to leave. And then another league, man, I had a league where it actually changed the league setting. They added a flex spot. This Foul. Mind you, this is a team where... I see you busting trades, which is cool. You got stacked players, but you can only start like five or six. I think you start five. So I'm looking at it like you constantly in a dilemma because you can only start so many players. You put out this poll that we want to add a flex spot. That gives you an advantage. So to me, adding a whole flex spot changes the whole dynamic of a league. So I'm out. Facts. And mind you, this is a team where I had Joe Burrow, Hertz, Dak, Elijah Mitchell, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, Clyde. Who else? And I had Reminder Stevenson, Ayuk. Higgins, they're like, you sure you want to lead that team? I'm like, bro. It's the integrity of the league, bro. It's the integrity of the league. Once you fuck it up, I don't want to be with him. Yeah, so, yeah, bro. So, I left. Yes, I left for Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Elijah Mitchell team, and Waller when you had a flex spot because that changes the whole dynamic of the league. You might as well just say, if, I don't know, man. You basically just, Come on now, dog. that just changes everything, bro. Come on, man. That's like, I don't know, man. What do you got that yayo? Then cook something, yeah, nigga. Yeah, man. So I was out. So, hey, I know <laughs> I said these leads crash and burn. They they doing it to themselves, man. So I'm on, I'm on a swivel. But these other leads, I'm going to ride out. Unless y'all toxic in them leads, I'm out. I ain't doing no more toxic leads, bro. All right, man, let's get into this. Vic went on his rant on why he left you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I let him have it. I just did his ad libs in the background. I feel good, though, bro. All right, that's what's up. That's All right, let's do the say something good to the people. Still get, used get into to the closing. There go the closing right there, man. Um, 
Yeah, man. So this is what we do. We come here. We are able to vent, uh, bring some good things to the table, some bad things to the table. Just whatever you're going through, whether it's a struggle, whether you're having some upside going on in your life right now, you want to share with the listeners. Um, that's what we come here and do. That's why it's called Say Something Good to the People. Um, so that's what we're going to do, man. Top of the year, 2022. Maybe uh, maybe we should go around the table and just say some shit that, that we want to execute this year. Personal goal, podcast goal, whatever it is. I'll go first since I just threw this on everybody. So I'm going to say a personal goal that I want to lock in, and then I'll say something good to the people. Everybody got that? So y'all start thinking of one. All right, bet. I want to execute taking this podcast to the next level, um, and I'm going to do what I can. I know. Vic, you've been busting ass over the past couple years, man, putting your foot down and taking the leap of taking, like, front man in a lot of this execution and effort. I want to thank you for all of that. And now I want to make sure I do my due diligence to do the same. So I hope over this next time you can look at me and be like, okay, he's matching my energy. So I do want to do that, man. And um, I just want to say 2022, no, no procrastinating no more, man. Whatever you need to do, just do it now. Get it out the way. I know some things you got to plan for. You got to, you know, set some goals for to reach there. But the things that are in the moment, just knock them out so you don't find yourself putting things to the back burner for no fucking reason. I did that a lot. I know a lot of people that do that, man. So just just work on execution. Stop procrastinating. And make sure 2022 is everything that you want it to be, man. Last year kind of sucked. COVID, the world you know, shutting down, everybody getting sick, people losing lives, not just from being sick, carelessness. Let's just start protecting our own energy and taking care of our people and love everybody, love ourselves. Let's just make 2022 a way better year than what last year was because last year kind of sucked. I ain't going to even lie. So, uh, yeah, man, that's my say some good to the people slash personal goal for this year. And uh, I don't know who want to go next, but I'm going to slide it to the next person. All right. I want to be better all around. So spiritually, with energy, with eating habits, finances, all that stuff. Basically, I just want to reset and refocus. That's what it comes down to. So I look at it like can't be good over here and lack over here. So one example for me, like I like to go to the gym, but I can't come out the gym crushing beers and crushing cupcakes. And you know gummies, what I'm saying? And gummies. And gummies. So this part is going to be one of my... Last few packs. But, uh, yeah, man, that's it, man. I just want to kind of be well-rounded, full circle, and um, I wish everyone good health and wealth mentally and physically into the new year and challenge you to, you know, reset and refocus on your goals. So be persistent and diligent. So that's it. I'm, I'm excited for the new year. It brings new opportunities. And don't wait. Go go out there and create them. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, Vo, come on, bro. Your turn. All right. Um... So my main goals this year is to just try to be, um, <clears throat> just as you said, execute better. Um, that's basically the main goal, and to make sure to prioritize time a lot better. I suck at prioritizing time and figuring out when and how to do things at the right time. So um, I did, that's one of the things I got to get better at, especially having the extra child, especially with my, my little girl just really being in school for the first time. She might be going homeschooling or, you know, the, they about to send the kids home, we feel like. So like little stuff like that. Just trying to figure out how to adjust and you know stick and move as as the bullets come at you and as the as the punches come. I just got to figure out how to move and keep it moving. Um, Big facts. So that's the main goal uh, of the year, and also to prioritize my own personal mental health a lot better and 
and try to take it a little bit more serious and um, be more open about what I'm going through and stuff like that. So that's going to be my main goals. So, yep, that's it right there. Oh, and just so y'all know, this song literally right here by Jizzle, like, really helped me pull me out of the hard times. It is called What Is Happiness, and Star Roll is another one. And those are just songs from my bros, man. I literally have to go to my brother's music just to pick me up sometimes. So that's those are the things I do. Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. Music music is so strong, bro. It it can bleed onto the heart, bro. So I like I love music, you know. So man, I appreciate us back to business. Business is booming. <laughs> and uh we back, man. We the dynasty bros. And like I said, from here on now, we only going up. You see that? That was the fasten your seatbelt on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Ready for takeoff. That means get ready, you feel me? So we just going up, man. Avo, plug me some dope shit on the way out. All right, we'll take it. It's the Dynasty Bros. It's just, man, we should, hey, we said we, said we need a song. <laughs> An intro go. song that we with the clips and shit. Let's talk to Jizzle. Oh, man, what he charging, man? <laughs> what Jizzle... I'm sure we can talk to Get him. Get Jizzle man. on the line, I'm sure man. We what are you charging? We can figure something. We can work something out, you know what I mean? He going to make me come to L.A., see that nigga, man. <laughs> Just to sit down. Yeah, Eat some bro. tacos. Street tacos. Tell him set it up on Zoom. Let's go. Uh, hey, uh, well, yeah, man, I'm happy, man. Shout out to the bros. Love y'all. We're going to show you all year how to dominate your league, Dynasty Bro style. For sure. Vic, you want to say anything before I pass to Avo to hey, walk us out? I'm really excited for these rookie drafts that's coming up. Excited for the combine. I'm ready to cut some tape. Let y'all know how I feel about these prospects. I'm excited, man. Let's get to it. Update these rankings. All right, Avo, walk us out of here, bro. Come on, man. All right, look, man. We the bros, Dynasty bros, that is. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We goes in. We will be back here every week. I ain't going to tell y'all which day. We about to be here every week. So tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out, man. We the bros, Dynasty bros, that is. Squad. Uh, squad. Yeah, I'm...